Hi everyone, welcome to Business for Builders. My name is Max Peterson, I'm the CEO of Smith & Sons. I am joined in the studio today uh, by one of our Smith & Sons general contractors. Alex, welcome again. Uh, thanks for popping in. Today, uh, look, I, I, I called Alex because uh, I really wanted to talk about an aspect of his business or his business model that is functioning extremely well. And it's, it's, it's not common uh, to, to see this in a building company, but if you want to grow a business post $2 million a year then uh, in sales, in revenue, then you, you probably should have a listen to this podcast. Uh, welcome to you if you're in YouTube land. Um, I'm glad you stopped by as well. So look, Alex, um, like I said, thanks for joining us. Thanks for popping in very much uh, last minute, late no worries, notice. No worries. Um, man, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to this conversation because one of our other guys was asking about how it works. And essentially the subject matter that we're going to talk about is how we utilise the services of designers in our pre-building contract process. Now, some general contractors do time and materials or cost plus. This may or may not be relevant. Maybe you could shed some light on that too. But um, I think for us guys, what we do is with fixed price, you know, quotes and fixed price building contracts is that, you know, we want to really stipulate or point out or define or clarify exactly what's going to be included before we strike a blow uh, in construction. So what I'm really interested to chat with you about today is, you know, uh, details around uh, how we utilize the designer, you know, how we charge for that and, and the interaction between you, the general contractor and the client and the designer. So I think the easiest way, instead of me confusing our audience, is probably just think of it of, of one of the projects, one of the many that you've got going on at the moment, and how you walk through that process and really break it down for us. And then we'll just jam around that for the next 10 or 15 minutes, because I really want our audience to grab this concept. And maybe they're not ready to go to a designer. You weren't ready to go to a designer 12, 15 months ago. But you're really living in the dream now, so yeah. let's let's just talk about it from from go to way. We'll just start where you want to start, and we'll um, we'll get it on. It'll be good. Sure. Yeah. Well, first of all, it depends on what stage the customer is in. So I'll start off with one like I'll give you an example. If the customer has no plans, no nothing, basically they, they come from a blank slate because there's there's times there where you can meet a customer that already has a design and a plan drawn up, and you are basically just taking the quantity off of that, just quoting off of that. So usually at that, uh, that, if the customer calls us and they have nothing and they want us to design and plan it, like say a custom home or a large reno, even, even bathroom rentals and kitchen rentals, we use interior designers. Uh, but that is, a, that is a choice that we offer to the client uh, with our design and planning uh, services. So when the client calls us, I usually meet them, have initial conversation, and I will, I will give them uh, three options, three or four options, depending on what their project is. Uh, if it's just if it's a regular reno, we we will give them the option of standard design and planning services, which is basically just uh, draw them up a, a, a set of plans of what they're looking for, and then quote off that set of plans. There's no like interior design. There's no 3D renderings. There's no real interior designing that goes on. Basically, that's just like a bill of quantities, a quantity takeoff that's done off a set of plans, and that's our standard quantity takeoff services. It, sorry, standard design and planning services. And we charge, it, that de depends on what the project we charge. We charge differently for bathrooms, kitchens, and new homes and stuff like that. So that that is our, that comes into play after the, the I meet the client, we talk some numbers about the project, and they want to move ahead with Can the you give us an example of what a package, like give us a scenario example. We don't want to cover, because I was going to ask you, is the process the same for new homes and renos? 
Is it basically it is. the same? Okay, yeah, good. Yeah, it is the same. Pro- it is exact same process. We just del- deliver different products. So, what if you were doing for me a main floor? You know I mean the whole kitchen, master bath, main bathroom, back to studs. Let's say like it's a pretty significant. Yeah, so it I, might be a quarter of a million dollar reno, right? Yeah. So yeah, let's let's just say you know half a million dollar, uh, uh, two hundred fifty thousand yep. dollar reno. I for you know I'll go right back to the beginning. I'd come to the job site, I'd look at it with you, and I'd be like, you know, hey Max, this looks like it's going to be you know two hundred thirty to two hundred eighty thousand dollars. So you're giving them a price range. You're, you're giving yep. them a price range because you guys want to be on the same page. Because yep. if that person's like, oh, I only have one hundred and ten thousand yep. dollars to spend, well doesn't matter what you But quote. if they're good if they're good and they go okay we were sort of thinking 200 but I I guess we you know got to nail this down what what do you then if you if it's a basic package what do you charge them yeah, to do that Yeah so then so then I will I would uh, offer them standard design and planning services right. for for a kitchen you know anything usually around 100,000 to 100 200,000 dollars is roughly 2500 3500 dollars for the design and planning services and that and that's that get, and plus the cost of plans so what we'll do is we'll quote you for a set of plans and we will charge you when the plans are done so because plans we might not know, you might uh, they might be different every time. So we'll tell you, you know, $2,500 and then we might need $800 for a set of plans or $1,000 for a set of now, plans. Now, are you talking full-blown construction blueprints or are you just talking concepts? Depends. It depends on the project. If we don't need permits for that project, right. we can we can shave off. We don't need a full permit set of drawings, Got right? It. We just need enough to quote off of and get our concepts. Now, if a customer has more demands and they want to see 3D renderings and they want to see what everything looks like before that, that's a step above. Then we go and hire an interior designer. Now, you can outsource that. You can find you can you can create a relationship or a partnership with a interior designer in your area where where when it comes to that job and it comes to that 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 process, you hand it off the interior designer and you can talk with the interior designer on what they charge, how they charge. So basically, you're almost selling the package for the interior designer. So when it gets to them, you have enough money to to cover them. But that's where you work with them hand in hand, where I would go look at the project. I'd, I'd come back to the office and I would send it to my interior designer and I'd be like, hey, these clients are looking for an interior designer. This is the gist of the project. What would you charge? Now, my interior designer would set off a quote. I would mark that up and I would add that into my initial offering for interior designing fees. So I have that That would be the second tier of, of services would be design and planning services with interior designing. And that's where we get, like I said, the 3D renderings and you actually work with an interior designer. Some of them set how many meetings you can go with them. This usually a lot, how much time you work with them. Uh, but that's that we do that for home builds. Every home build pretty much needs interior designing. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's standard for all our home build projects, but for renos, it is optional. Okay. So what about packages? Is that something that you use, like other than the two, you've just outlined the standard versus the standard with the interior design? Does it go, is it, or is it basically d- defined by the size of the project? It's basically defined by the size of the project and what the client wants from the project. Like we also have the quantity takeoff service, yeah. which I charge a flat, re- f- flat rate fee now of $1,000. Right. But most people don't go for that anymore because most of our clients now are at the stage of buying. Mm-hmm. They, they're just... We're so busy that that it's almost you know it's it's almost a waste of time to do that process because it's 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 just it's it's such a thin process that it you you, you get pretty you don't get really good numbers whereas someone's going to pay the extra little bit of money and get you know get a set of plans and get the defined numbers for their project. Is it fair to say too that you can get to an a bracketed price range pretty quickly, like almost in the first meeting? Like you go to someone with a large renovation. 
and they're sort of, you know, we're talking about the project. For you, you can sort of stand back and go, well, look, based on my experience, this is probably a three to $400,000 dollars A good build. contractor should. A good yeah. con- Now, don't... Don't hold it against a contractor. Excuse me if he says he has to go home and take a look at it. Sure, because I've done I've done that numerous times where I'm just not comfortable yep. enough of because it might be a really old home. You the customers might be in in my line of questioning. There might be something particular in there that they want that I don't know price on that I could see that's expensive. Like yep. hey, we want item. a yeah we want a gold plated you know freestanding bathtub well mm-hmm. we I, I that could potentially be yeah who knows what that potential price could be so i tried i just try to get a ballpark so they're on the same page because a good contractor should know that you know a, a full gut bath or a full gut kitchen reno i don't care where you are now you're you're, you're going to struggle to start that at fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars so you can you can easily start with the customer and be like listen you know we we haven't started we don't do kitchen projects we haven't done one lately where we it was under fifty thousand dollars, right? Mm-hmm. So I I try to get that price conversation with the co- with the customer going because you don't want to sell them design and planning services before they can't afford if they can't afford the reno. No, look, and that's and that's you, that's why I'm saying when you're on the spot there and you can ascertain fairly accurately, and I'm talking within sort of fifty to hundred grand, you straight away get some insight as to, from the owner as to what their expectation was, and we talk a lot about you know, breaking the ice and being the person that brings brings money to the table as far as the conversation's concerned. Yeah. Um, what about some of the micro? So let's say let's say you've, you're talking to me about this $250,000 to $350,000 reno. Can you run us through the whole process? I mean, this might be a big call um, and maybe allude to some of the costs. Um, if, you, if I said, you know, very similar to the one that we've got down the road here that's right on the lake, that process whereby you go to this home that is what it is and it might be 30 or 40 years, never been renovated or maybe renovated in the last 20 years. And then just allude to, to some of the process. Like the, and it, there's a little, it's all very, it's variable because every client's different, every job's different, I get it. Yeah. But for the benefit of our, our viewers and our listeners, what we're trying to do is create a bit of a scenario so we can get some context around how we go and utilize those designers. So, the first meeting, you'll go out there with or without a designer. Let's say, let's say it needs some design work. Like I'm reconfiguring, like the basement, and I want to, I want to have a, a, a nano door, and I want to reconfigure it so the entertainment space is bigger. Like that's fairly demanding for just the average general contractor to get his head around. So let's say, yeah, do you, do you go out there in the first meeting because you got established a budget? Yeah. But let's say you have on the phone. I've said to you, look, I'm going to spend quarter of a million bucks, maybe a little bit more if it needs it. So in your mind, you know that the, the budget is fairly on point. Um, do you then take a designer to the first meeting? Okay, run me run no, me through the no, process, no. and I will. Try, that, that's a negative. That's a, a head shake. But let me, and I'll try and play the design. I'll, I'll try and play the homeowner yeah. to try and tick some of these boxes, right? Yeah. Because what I really want to do is I want to I want to run the scenario that you do need to include a designer, yeah. and we do need to get some of these concepts, not necessarily construction. They come in a little later down the line. Right. You, you yeah. want to sell for the designer. You don't want the, the you want so to So how do you sell? To, how do how do you sell design services to me, the client? What what is it about? That having the designer in your pocket that actually helps you add value to the discussion depends and on then the close. Yeah, it depends on the client. It's just another tool in the tool belt in case the client wants that extra bit of service. But what if the guys have got this tool on their tool belt, they don't know how to use it? Like uh, I'm, I was talking to Corey, right? Yeah. And mate, there's fresh, right? Yeah. Out, of the, out of the box. How does he, what I want you to do is talk to this guy who's, who's very new to the whole concept of fixed price quotes, 
Renovation. You got to try. You honestly, you got to trial and error a little bit yourself. I can't tell you exactly. But can when you to give us 70 percent of the yeah, process? Yeah, well, yeah. That, that's the process that I, like I said, I go to the meeting and then I, I, I sell the job as I would normally sell the job to a client and then that's where i would i would evaluate the project you know if it's a okay. if it's a bathroom reno i don't I, I i might just mention to them hey listen we have because all our projects come with standard design and planning you know the services so we have a project consultant where that project consultant he's not a designer that person is just works it's like a media yeah is, yeah is is pretty much the contractor position but that person doesn't have to sell and doesn't deal with anything on the front end basically that person after the the person which is me who does the selling i've got the job i've collected that money from the client or collected the deposit from the client that's when you want to start moving stuff. You don't want to start moving anything in your kitchen until you got money from your clients. I don't do I don't do that anymore. That's a waste of your time because you can waste half a day putting together permits for somebody, putting together documents for somebody, and then pull a no show, right? So now, now I uh, my policy is is pay or play, right? So it, it's weeded out a lot of the cl- clients who don't want to pay, and it's and okay. It's, so break that down. When you say pay to play, yeah. break that. Like I mean, I wouldn't, I couldn't envisage anyone going and getting permits without having something in writing and some money in the bank. Yeah. So break that, like break that down. If I wanted to, I was serious about this. Yeah. What is it that you're going to offer, and what's that going to cost me as a client? Yeah. Okay. So I'll go back a little bit yeah. to the beginning to that, but yeah, basically the whole process is you want. You you basically you you want to you want to follow a process of of give and take give and take. So you sometimes have to start out with the give, uh, and then Good point. yeah, and then because you are you are coming off the heels, you are coming to the client's house. They probably got you know, you got to build some rapport. So you got to you got to show and build value and stick your neck out a little bit first. Now, if the customer doesn't respond to that, yep, then call. you then 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 you start then you start asking, is this customer really a buyer? And and what I mean by that is if you if you if you if if after I'm done my explanation of the design planning services and I go, you know, would you like is is that if they're happy with the numbers and I'm like, would you like to move forward with the design and planning services or what designing planning services you would move forward with? That reaction there will tell me everything. Because so now- you're doing you're doing two things. You're separating the players from the pretenders, yeah. And you're advancing the deal, yeah. by leading the way, yeah. And I think that's that is supremely important if guys want to not waste time with tire kickers. And I don't and I don't spend more than one hour in one meeting with a client. Like sometimes if I had to go home to the office and drop some plans to get a little more accurate numbers. I might put a couple more hours into it just to get more accurate numbers when I give the client back the numbers. But I generally try to spend no more than an hour on a meeting and an hour on paperwork to get them their numbers. Now that should be plenty enough yes. karmatically for you to give them an offer for them to see some value and reciprocate. And that's, then that's not in the past I would be flexible, but now in the world we're in, mm. uh, it is, it is, I don't even, I don't even budge until I have, because we have so many clients knocking on our door. Yeah. I, I literally just cater to the clients who respect us and, and, and see our value instead of somebody. Cause then, cause the example I'm going to give you is, is if you've asked a client, Oh, you, you've sat down, maybe you've been there for two hours, you've explained everything and they're, and they're, and they just want to milk you for information, yep. which is not a bad thing. You just have to recognize that and, and put your foot down and be like, Hey, listen, I understand you guys have a lot of questions. 
looks like you're willing to move forward. Would you like to move to design and planning phase where we can talk about all this stuff? So you want to usher them into there because they're going to yeah. try to get them themselves without paying that money. I find that you, you let them go there a little bit because they just go there and you can't just cut them off. Yeah. But at some point when there's a break in the traffic early on, you then want to do what you just did yeah, you and round make an that offer. out. Yeah, we're not going to we're not going to go and start talking splash, backsplash tiles and paint and colors. I stop and them. I stop nothing. them. Like I, I, yeah. I, I, you try you try not to want to interrupt your clients, but you want to stop them from getting. Uh, it's called feature brain where mm. they start thinking about all the colors, all the finishes. And, and then when they start thinking about that, you're going to, you kind of pull them away from the sales department. So you want to keep them away from that. And, and how I do that is like, don't worry about the details now. Because they will, by nature, they will just suck the life out of you and just well, that's keep, all they know. And, and, and you know what? Most general contractors can't say no or don't have an alternative route. Yeah, you have so they to, just go, oh, well, I guess I'm here. I've got to answer these 5,000 questions when it's like, hang on, you do that if you want to go broke. You need to set make massive no boundaries yeah. when you go to clients' houses. But that's talk, that's that's down to having a systemized, a systemized sales process. For sure, yeah. You're because like, you, you, you set those boundaries naturally with the process that you do. And if the customer does not respect your boundaries, well, you know right away on the very first meeting instead of, you know, when the check is signed or yeah. when there's some... So I think we got to set up... I think we talked about this probably over 12 months ago about setting up the gates. Yes. You, you can't bypass a gate. No, you cannot. You can't miss one. There's, no. a, there's a psychological process the customer has to follow through. Just like, you know, dating, right? You say, you use explain, you know, you don't want to go right to intercourse. You want to have the foreplay. You want to, you know, it's it's going to be a much more digestible experience if they, if they walk through all the gates. Now, if they're really pushy people and they want to try to take the lead, you, you, you got to remember the customer is actually hiring you to set the tone and take the lead. So you don't want you, if you start thinking, oh, well, the customer looks like they're doing a good job doing it. They're nice. going to drive it off a cliff. You, they're not. They're they're hiring you to do the job. So you need to set the tone, take the lead. Uh, you know, deliver your boundaries, and they will follow. If they're a customer who's looking to really do what they're saying they're going to do, and they're and they want to get a you know a, a new kitchen, and they're serious about it, and they're respectful people. If you do what you what you need to do, what we what what has been taught to me from Smith and Sons, and and follow that process. Uh, the customers are, they, they treat you 100%. And I, I think there's nothing wrong with clients wanting to take the lead or be like be involved. But at a, some point, you've got to calculate is this the client that I want to work with? Yes. And I, I think that's, you know, I think what you've put together, you know, in conjunction with the Smith and Sons brand is a very solid process. And I'm telling you, from what I've seen in the last 60 days, it just creates a whole bunch of blue sky. Now it doesn't come without its challenges, obviously. Yeah. But but I think you know this is where you're going is to really business mastery. Yes. I mean that's essentially what you're talking about. I mean I, I called you up for this podcast. I don't know what time it is, but you're like, well, I was heading out of the office anyway. Like that's what I'm talking about. And your business is actually better off. You're better off for it. Yeah. So you know I think with having a designer in your pocket. Whether it's somebody on staff, you know, whether it's a project consultant more so than a designer, or whether you've got a project consultant who's a mediator between the client and you, the builder, the general contractor, who then outsources, you know, design work as required. Yeah. Um, I think you've got to, you know, as much as I'm trying to nail down an exact process for our listeners and our viewers, there is definitely some finessing and some spontaneity that's required for you as the builder because. The next builder, you like Alex, you're different to me, I'm different to you. Yeah. All the guys in the group have got their own idiosyncrasies. They have to figure some shit out for themselves. When you get to a certain point, though, it is pretty much mandatory to have a designer. 
Uh, right. I did have one in house for a little bit. I'll yep. probably try to go back to one, maybe having one in house if I if if I get to that point. But there's enough of my resources, like you said. I've already built some relationships with independent uh, uh, interior designers. Yeah, yeah. You know, yep. and that and and that you can do too if you're if you're worried about taking on that burden you know, in house and you don't have that solved, call, go on Google and be like interior designers in your city and call them up and just tell them who you are and, 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 uh, and ask them that if they're interested in the type of work you're doing and don't, don't force them to do it, but just give them the opportunity and, and you'll find somebody. I think it's like putting a band together. There's a chemistry thing that's got to be at work, man. It's just, it's, you know, it's, you, you build business off the back of good company culture and your ability to recruit good talent. Yeah. And whether that's, you know, subs or, you know, contract designers or whatever, you've got to be able to mesh gears consistently yeah. and be on the same page because it's, you know, you're dealing with people, you know, clients, but you then got these inter, you know, interdependent relationships between builders, general contractors and the designers. And so it's, you know, it's just super important. So I guess, you know, I, I think there's, it's, it's fair to say that if you can, if you can blend those relationships between you, the general contractor and designers, there's some distinct advantages because I know that clients have signed up with you because you've had the designer services, which is remarkable. I know that there's clients that you've had who have spent more money because of a designer, you know? So I look at that and I think there is, but you know, you're, you're a, you're a very systemized strategic leader. Your work ethic is off the charts. You're absolutely, you know, convinced that you're going to build massive business. So your, your level of conviction is definitely fairly unique. And I I just want to, I want to say that because it is a caveat. Um, You get out of the business, what you put in. I mean, you're an absolute student of the industry and, and of business. And so it doesn't just, you can't just sit on your couch and and expect all of this success to come to you. Yeah, well, you put in, you know, if you want to run a $100,000 business, work one day a week, right? right? If you want to run a $10 million business, work work accordingly. Yeah, and right? I think I think there's a startup. You, I would say since, I mean, you've been with the business with Smithies now for, I don't know, 18 months or something, you're still in a startup phase doing business the new way. Yeah. You've, you've created remarkable momentum in your business. world has changed, though. The world yeah. is the world is, is forced everybody to – I don't think anybody – I think everybody is starting from zero now, no matter who you are, because the world has changed, people have changed, and everything has changed. So you I see, think, we've had to adapt. Yes. There's no question. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Every, if you have a startup mentality, like eventually you want to get to the point where you're not having to run as hard – for as many weeks in the year, you'd like to have a couple of weeks where you can, you know, sit martinis and watching the sun go, sun yeah. go down. But but because because we enjoy the game, you and I both enjoy the game. It's hard to sort of go and enjoy more than two weeks on the beach because you, you, you're dying back, to get back yeah. into it, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but and that helps. That's why because you love the game as well. Yeah. So I think that's a very intangible, distinct advantage that both you and I have, right? Yeah. But um, like we're just trying to help everyone, you know, to put together some you know, systems and processes and understand what tools and resources can really help, uh, I guess, weed out the clients that you shouldn't be working for and really highlight the clients, you know, that you really need to pay attention to and that you need to serve really well. So, um, look, man, I appreciate you coming in. Um, If you've got any questions as it relates to uh, interior designers or the services or maybe the packages or anything like that, um, feel free to email me at max at businessforbuilders.ca. You could text us on 250-241-8866 or you can uh, maybe pop us some questions in below and we will answer those. But be uh, be sure to to like and, uh, and subscribe and certainly share this contact with someone that 
you might know wants to build a high-performance business. Thanks again, Al. No we will uh, we'll catch you around soon. Have a great day. Bye-bye.